Yeah, what a fellowship, what a joy divine leaning on the everlasting arms. What a blessedness, what a peace is mine leaning on the everlasting arms. Leaning, leaning, safe and secure from all alarms. I've been the pastor of this church for seven and a half years now. And there's one thing that I've learned over the years that I am absolutely certain about. This church loves its pastor. Now, I've heard horror stories from pastors. I've heard stories about terrible board meetings where it was fighting and yelling and arguing. And I've heard about those people in the church and the struggle that pastors had with that and I'm not saying we haven't had our rough patches. I'm not saying that every board meeting has gone swimmingly. But I know that in the midst of all of that, this church loves me and, and loves my family. And you guys have, have demonstrated that over and over again. And this past spring, the, the church board got together and, and they wanted to, to show their love and appreciation to me and my family. And one of the ways that they did that was they gave me a gym membership at the Energy Wellness Center. And I've tried to, to utilize that, to, to make it an intentional effort to go to the gym and, and to work out. But what it didn't include was a personal trainer. And so I've had to kind of do this on my own and, and figure out, like everybody else, figure out how best to to work out to get the results that i want and i mean i don't want to kill myself that that's always the goal right you don't want to work so hard that you end up killing yourself in that workout but you also need to put forth some effort because i've been there i've been there where i've i've gone on the elliptical and i've run for like 20 minutes and i get done and I haven't done anything. Yeah, I, I was on there for 20 minutes, but I'm not breathing hard. I'm not sweating. I didn't, I didn't push myself. There's a, a common saying when it comes to, to physical activity, and that is no pain, no gain. If you're not pushing yourself, if you're not pushing the limits of what you can do, you're not going to receive anything from it. I mean, sure, there's some benefit to, to just a, a light walk, but you're not going to grow if you don't go through that difficult time. Now, we've been looking at, at what it means to trust in Jesus and to, to lean upon God and rely upon him. And our key verses have been from Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. It says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't rely on your own intelligence. Know him in all your paths and he will keep your ways straight. And we went on in verse 7 to say, Don't consider yourself wise. Fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Then your body will be healthy and your bones strengthened. And we've talked about this, how we need to be relying upon God. What it means that, that we put our trust in him. And we don't lean on our own intelligence or our own understanding, but, but
but we get to know him. We, we dip our toes in the water, and it, it starts with baby steps, where we, we see that, that God is faithful, and we can trust in him in, in those little things, and, and more and more as we get to know him and as we acknowledge him, he's going to direct our paths, and it's not always going to be easy. We said God is going to lead you through some difficult times to, to help you to grow. We also said some of those times, some of those difficulties that you face, it's not God leading you through something and, and intentionally leading you into difficult times. Many times, it's our own stupid fault. We do stupid things. We don't listen to God. And then we have to deal with the consequences. But we said that this, this general idea of trusting in God, nobody really denies that. Nobody argues against that. We acknowledge, yes, we need to trust in God. We need to rely upon God. And that's easy to say. Well, then last week we covered one that the next verse in verse 9 that's a little more difficult. Where it says, honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first of all your crops. When, then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will burst with wine. Now, I'm not going to go into that whole sermon again. We have all of the messages up on the website but it's important that not only do we trust God in general with our lives, but that we trust God in every area of our lives. And that includes our finances. This morning, we're, we're, we're going to follow up with the next couple verses in Proverbs chapter 3 to continue to look at, at what this means to trust in God and to rely upon Him rather than our own understanding. And in verse 11, the proverb picks up saying, don't reject the instruction of the Lord, my son. Don't despise his correction. The, lo the Lord loves those he corrects, like a father who treats his son with favor. Now there are a few key words I want to look at in here to, to dig into it and see what is really being said. But the general concept it's pretty easy to understand. We're going to go through difficult times. Some of it God is going to lead us through, and some of it is our own stupid fault. But in spite of all of that, through all of that, we need to trust in God. Now, as we look at, at what this, these verses are saying, I, I first want to point out that that very first line, don't reject the instruction of the lord now that word reject we, we understand that but this word reject it it, it has a, some deeper layers that to reject it it means to to despise it to to hate it but one of the words that i really like that that helps highlight this point another translation of this word is the word avoid don't avoid the Lord's instructions. And I like this word because of the mental picture that it gives me. Now, I grew up the youngest of three. That means that the parents that I grew up with had two other kids before me to, to try things out and, and to learn on. And so with the, the four and a half years between me and my older brother, when I learned to drive, I had a completely different mother that taught me to drive than my brother had when he learned to drive. When my brother Gary learned to drive, he 
he was very rigid when he learned to drive. At, I mean, that all kids are. It, it's a new experience. You, you don't know what you're doing. You're afraid you're going to fail. And so he was very rigid when he learned to drive. But then he also, over the course of time, he developed a flinch. Because as my mom was teaching him to drive, if he didn't do something right, if, he, if he, she needed to get his attention, she'd whack him. From the passenger seat, she would just like reach across it and whack him. If he stayed at a stop sign too long, she'd whack him. If he was going too fast or too slow, she'd whack him. If she just wanted to give him new instructions, she'd whack him. And so he kind of developed as he was driving this, this flinch where if he saw any movement out of that passenger seat, he would flinch and he would try to avoid what he knew was coming. And that's the picture that I get when it says, don't avoid the Lord's instruction. Because we have a whole lot of instruction right here. God is telling us how we are to live, the best ways to live, how we are to have relationship with one another and how we are to have relationship with him. God gives us a whole lot of instruction. But many times, if we don't like what it says, or if we're just not thinking about it, we avoid it. We stay out of the way. We, we flinch so that we don't have to be affected by it. That's what, that's what it's telling us to, to don't reject, don't despise the Lord's instructions, don't avoid it. God has a whole lot to say. But many times we choose not to listen. And I'm sure you've been there. Where you've, you've been given that instruction, but, but you chose not to listen. And, and when that happens, when we get the instruction and we don't listen, what comes is correction. And it goes on from there saying, don't despise his correction. Other translations will say it differently. You know, don't detest the Lord's discipline. Don't fear the Lord's rebuke. Because it's not fun. It's not fun to be corrected. Discipline is not fun. I've preached a lot on parenting. Over the years, I've had a lot to say on parenting, and I'm not perfect by any means. But I've said one of my, the things I like most when it comes to parenting are natural consequences. Because so many times I have to correct my kids, and I have to be the bad guy, and I have to tell them you did this wrong. But when it comes to natural consequences, like don't touch that stove, it's hot, and they do it anyway, I don't have to be the bad guy. The, the natural consequences take care of that, and the best I have to do is not say I told you so. But I get to just be the good guy because there are so many times where I have to be the bad guy, and it is not fun. I don't, I don't find enjoyment in disciplining my children. I don't find enjoyment in, in correcting them, but... We know what happens if we don't. Because we've all seen those kids. And we've seen those parents who don't discipline their kids. And if you're one of those parents, this is going to be a really awkward illustration. But we've seen the, the kids that, that run amok and, and laugh and they, they do naughty things and their parents either completely ignore them 
or they, they laugh at them, or, or maybe they, they try and, and bribe them. You know, if you can go all day being good, then I'm going to give you whatever. And you know it never happens. There aren't any consequences. There, there's no, never any results. And we've seen where that leads. We've seen those children turn into adults, and the life that they end up leading many times to jail, sometimes even worse, because... There wasn't discipline because they weren't corrected. I don't want that for my kids. I've seen the path. I've seen where it goes. And I don't want that for them. And so disciplining them is not fun. I don't want to do it. But I also don't want the results that come when I don't. And that's what a loving parent does. The loving parent looks to the future and says, I don't want them to go there, so I'm going to correct them. I'm going to prevent them. I'm going to give them instruction, and I will give them discipline, and I'll give them correction so that I can lead them down the right path. And that's what God is doing. God disciplines us. God corrects us because he loves us. Because he sees where this behavior leads. He sees where, where these actions are going to lead when we ignore his instructions. And so he brings correction. We bring hard times on ourselves. And God's trying to correct it. Now, I absolutely love this job, by the way. It can be difficult sometimes. It can be hard to be a pastor, but, but I absolutely love getting to do what I'm doing right now. I love preaching. I love sharing God's word. I, I love the opportunity that I have to, to study God's word and, and to dig into God's word and, and then to come and, and, and expound upon it and, and explain the, the nuances and the details and, and to give an application for, for how that's to be applied in your lives. And if you've paid attention to my sermons, that's pretty much all I do. I, I bring the scripture. I, I might add a story here or there. I'll, I'll give some illustrations and, and help to better understand and expound upon what scripture has said. And then I'll give an application. That's essentially all I do up here. And I love it, by the way. But believe it or not, the letters that are written in scripture... They're written by pastors. They're, they're written by leaders of the church who do that exact same thing. And we see in, in Hebrews chapter 12, this is what we get. The, the writer of Hebrews takes this passage from Proverbs and basically gives a little sermon, expounds upon it, and, and gives that, that life application. In, in, in Hebrews chapter 12, starting with verse 4, it says... In your struggle against sin, you haven't resisted yet to the point of shedding blood. And you have forgotten the encouragement that addresses you as sons and daughters. My child, don't make light of the Lord's discipline or give up when you are corrected by him. Because the Lord disciplines whomever he loves and he punishes every son or daughter whom he accepts. And what follows is, again, a, a little sermon where he explains and expounds upon what this passage is saying and, and how we are to apply it 
to our lives. Telling them, bear hardship for the sake of discipline. God is treating you like sons and daughters. What child isn't disciplined by his or her father? But if you don't experience discipline, which happens to all children, then you are illegitimate and not real sons and daughters. That's, that's what we just talked about. If a parent loves their child, they will discipline. They will give them the instructions. They will tell them the right thing to do. They will set them on the right path. And if they don't listen, then they have to correct. Then they have to discipline. And if they don't, if they know the route that their kid is going down and they choose not to correct them, that's not the loving thing to do. And so that's what God does with us. He, he, he sees where we're going. He knows where our actions are, are leading us. And he tries to correct us. But again, it's not fun. What's more, we had human parents who disciplined us. And we respected them for it. How much more should we submit to the Father of Spirits and live? Our human parents disciplined us for a little while, as it seemed best to them, but God does it for our benefit so that we can share his holiness. No discipline is fun while it lasts, but it seems painful at the time. Later, however, it yields the peaceful fruit of righteousness for those who have been trained by it. I wasn't always the perfect kid. I know, that's really surprising to some of you. But over the years, I messed up quite a bit. And over the years, my parents had to discipline me and my parents had to correct me. And it was no fun. I didn't like it. At the time, I hated it. They didn't understand. They, they didn't know what I was going through. They, they just... We're trying to be killjoys and, and ruin all of my fun with all of their rules and all of their instructions. And I didn't get it at the time. But now, over the years, as I have matured, as I have learned from what my parents taught me, there are many times I feel like I need to call my mom and just say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that I acted that way. I'm sorry that I didn't understand because she could see it and I couldn't. She understood the consequences of my actions, and I didn't. God is giving us instructions. God is telling us, this is how you are to live. This is how to achieve that fulfillment of life. This is what leads to holiness and righteousness. This is what leads to communion with one another and communion with God. And many times... We don't want to listen. We avoid that instruction. We choose to go our own way. We, we choose to, to forge our own path in contradiction to what God is saying. And we face the consequences. And many times we'll shake our fist at God and we'll say, well, God's not loving. God doesn't care because I'm going through all of these difficult things. Having walked this journey... For some time, I can look back just like with my parents. My parents disciplined me and they corrected me and I hated it at the time. But looking back from my maturity, I can see they did it out of love. I can respect them. 
for it, and I appreciate what they have done. And the same is true here. God gives us instruction, and when we don't follow that instruction, God gives us correction, and God gives us discipline, and he does it all out of love. remember, we're to trust in the Lord with all our heart and not lean on our own understanding. In all our ways, know him and he will make our paths straight. We don't like that last part. We, we like the idea of God making our paths straight, but when God actually tries to correct us, it's not fun. We don't enjoy it. And so we come full circle here. We've been talking about trusting in God and relying upon God and, and knowing him and, and how that impacts our lives. And we can say, yes, I get it. We are to trust in God with all our life and we're supposed to rely upon him and not what we think and our own intelligence or our own understanding. And God is going to direct our paths. But when we start drilling down, we begin to get those knee-jerk reactions that... that I'm going to trust in God for everything, and I'm going to follow him. But not when it comes to my money. I can't trust him in that. I can't rely upon him in that. Or I'm going to trust in God in everything, and I'm going to follow him, and I'm completely on board with that, but, but I have to understand where he's going. If I'm going to follow him, I need to know why I'm going through this. I need to know where he's taking me. I'm going to trust in the Lord with all my heart and lean on, on his understanding and not my own. But if it gets rough, if it gets painful, if I don't like where God is leading me, well, then I'm out. I can't trust him anymore. I can't, I can't rely upon him anymore. But even in all of those, that is God directing our paths, directing us to who he has called us to be. Giving to him first, relying upon him to provide everything that we need. Trusting in him without having to know ahead of time where that path is going to lead. And even when we have to be corrected, even when God has to, to discipline us and, and get us back on the right path, saying, this is no fun. I am not enjoying this, but I know God is good. And I know that I can trust in him and so i will endure this discipline and i will learn from this and i will respect god even more because of it because we need to trust in the lord with all our heart and not rely on our own understanding but in everything know him acknowledge him experience and submit to him and he's going to direct our paths he's going to show us where to go he's going to correct us and he's going to lead us on the path to righteousness and holiness heavenly father we thank you for your goodness and we thank you that that as your children you discipline us and we know it it's not always fun i'm sure that you don't like having to correct us, but God, you, you know that it's good because it is making us more and more like you. It's making us holy. It's making us righteous. And it's bringing us closer to your heart. And so God, I pray, bring on the instruction. 
bring on the, the correction and the discipline when we don't follow. Because God, that's what's going to make the difference. That's what brings the difference between trusting in you and leaning upon our own understanding. So God, I pray that you would have your way in our lives. And when discipline comes, when correction comes, may we endure it, may we learn from it, and God, may we love you even more because of it. Because we know that you do it because you love us. Go with us this week. Guide our paths, we pray. In your holy name, Jesus. Amen. God bless you guys. I love you and we'll see you next week.